When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, it's Flavoring Fridays here on PHNX Cardinals, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Shout out to our friends at OG Brands, the official sponsor of Flavoring Fridays. OG's not just your average cannabis-imbused gummy, the absolute knock it out of the park when it comes to flavor and effectiveness, total slam dunk. Check them out, ogbrands.com. Check us out on your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast, Johnny Marimble. Uh, with my co-host Bo Brock today, he's doing all right. He needs to hydrate. Maybe have you know an, an Advil or two. We had a good time at the Christmas party last night. Yes, PHNX faithful out living it up in downtown Phoenix, and and we're here to be professional on a football Friday. Yeah, we're a couple. We were a couple fancy boys last night. Our guy Damon Dog taking home I think every other award as far as the uh, the, the PHNX version of the uh, what is it the the office with the Dundies. Did, did yeah. we have the Dundies last night? And Dame was a big, big fat winner. He's a big fat winner in life. He's a big fat winner on PH. Great Bat. hair, by the way, at the Christmas party for our guy. He, Dame it's like, he knew, he knew he was going to win. So he, he went from the hair. God, Johnny himself. Yeah. That feels good. He well, went to the party stag and I thought he was going to take home every girlfriend and wife there. Yeah. When he was, he, he had a, just a, a plethora of awards and mm-hmm. the most elite hair in the building. I mean, just nothing can stop our guy. Yeah, I was glad I, I had my wife stay home last night because he could have been Mr. Steer Girl and ruined our nice little family. But instead, uh, yeah, uh, kind of turned it on a little bit. Pop off valve went off for for myself. Had a yeah. couple of drinks. I broke. I broke. I think what a rule that people should have in place and you know keeping things uh, under control at the holiday office party. I mean, I yeah. would. I think two is a good general rule of thumb, and I certainly went above that. Yeah, you look and sound really good today, by the way. Uh, no, uh, my guy had a good time. We, it's, yeah. it's okay to have a good time and mm-hmm. have, you know, what was your drink of choice last night? Can you share that with the folks? Yeah, I was having a, a couple vodka sodas, nice. and I had a few too many, I think, right? And I cover three and ten team, Johnny. You know, I mean, something, something was going to give. Things got loose. It was just, you know, there's great food, great company. Uh, and it was an open bar and I had, I served my, I was serving myself. He was, he was out in the corner serving himself when the rest <laughs> of us, you know, were trying to talk business and, and celebrate the year. I was like, where the hell's Bo? Just mixing it up. I like this from Gannon and I, I'm trying wink tonight. There was some wink being yes. out last night responsibly. Everybody of age, of course, uh, let us know Gannon and I, what you think of a sponsor. I wish I had wink last night. I, I guarantee I'd feel a whole lot better. I mean, with it being the THC seltzer instead of a, the booze seltzer. I would have been. I, w- I wouldn't be as down big, big as I am right now. What's up to Chase and Classy Nasty? Michael Evans in the chat. J D Ken Gannon. Yeah, love to see the whole crew here. The best part about this today is like this on a football Friday. Is you would never know that Bo is compromised today. He's out there cranking out content like no one else does. He's yeah. there for the Jonathan Gannon presser. A lot of good insight today from JG and company. 
Feels like we haven't seen the Cardinals in a hot minute. They had their bye week, right? This week seems longer than normal. But dare I say, looking at the practice report ahead of Sunday, if the Cardinals are going to find a way to pull off this upset as a 12-point dog against San Francisco, they got the horses to do it. Uh, tell me more. Is Michael Wilson on track to play this weekend or not, Bo? Yeah, I think you should be pretty confident as you look at uh, this receiving core that it's going to be at full strength for the first time in a while. And I think that they were even a little precautious with Michael Wilson going into the bye week, didn't have him suit up against Pittsburgh. He's missed four games his rookie season, a guy that has kind of the uh, the often hurt moniker, unfortunately, dating back to his college days. Yeah. And you know, now you've got you've got Michael Wilson back against the team he scored two touchdowns against with Joshua Dobbs in the lineup and you've got Hollywood Brown who looked a little who had a little spring in his step the last couple of days. I think he's getting oh. healthier with uh with a, a bad heel which he he pointed out yesterday when we talked to him at his locker that you know that's a that's a injury that a lot of guys just don't play through and he tried to do it and obviously had to shut it down against the Steelers and he benefited from the bye week and, and now is good to go. I got some insight before the show started with regard to Hollywood Brown and kind of his stance with the organization and I don't have anything concrete to be able to run with this like extensions or whatever but they they think Hollywood Brown is poised for a big month. Now, that could just be hearsay, and, and certainly Trey McBride owned the last month with Kyler Murray. I think the feeling is, even though we're talking up Michael Wilson, Kyler Murray talked up Michael Wilson in his presser earlier this week, Hollywood Brown, and, and I would not be surprised if we get a late push from Hollywood Brown, not necessarily like to, to help himself with the Cardinals, but just to help himself, period. Yeah. The agency, like, he had spurts last year where he would take a week off, the bye week, and then we come out and play well. Now, that's not sustainable what he's doing over 17 games, but it's like, can he go out there and give you five innings of just like 95, 100 mile an hour fastballs? I think we're going to see the best version of Hollywood that we've seen in some time because they basically shut him down against Pittsburgh right after a couple possessions. They shut him down all last week during the bye. He just started ramping it up a little bit. I was told before the show started today, like, watch out for Hollywood Brown on Sunday. They feel good about the game plan that they have for him. Because listen, Michael Wilson is part of their long-term projection, right? And while they want him out there, it's the same approach that they're doing in Houston that we're going to talk about later. Like you don't want to compromise Michael Wilson into the offseason for four games left. I don't want to right. say meaningless games, but it's different for Hollywood Brown. He's trying to get his one big payday. And I there's a sense of urgency, even though it may not feel like it when we watch it on Sundays. And you even mentioned it to me yesterday. He's just so damn likable. Like yeah. Hollywood Brown has an infectious personality. That's one of the biggest reasons like everybody wrapped their arms around him when he got here. They thought, oh, bombs away. We're going to have long touchdowns. It just hasn't transpired that way. But that doesn't mean he can't have a couple games at the end of the year that make you perk up and say, oh, where, where's this been? He needs it. Yeah. He just, he needs it for, you know, his, <laughs> his financial future for yeah. Uh, maybe signing a, a deal that's going to maybe stretch beyond 2024. Like, can he get a multi-year deal this offseason with what he's put on tape? Now, he told us yesterday, he said he, he's confident what he's put on tape and, yeah. and not getting the ball, like, away from the football, not getting the ball and, and not being productive. But at some point, you you want to get paid. I don't care what, you know, the variables are at play. You got to yeah. make big plays. And, you know, I asked Jonathan Gannon how he felt about Hollywood's play, you know, 
without the production did he feel like he's putting it out on tape and he said look we we expect him to make explosive plays that that's yeah. what he needs to do and we're confident when kyler throws his way he'll be able to do it so kind of in line with what you're hearing as well so he's gonna he needs it it's necessary because if he continues to to go out of 2023 with a whimper man it's gonna it's gonna be tough for him this offseason like his market it's gonna if it's, it hasn't dried up already like teams that did pull off the Christian Kirk where they're just throwing gobs of money at him to try to bolster their wide receiver core. They're going to be a little hesitant to do so. Just looking at his stats. Niners are a top two team against the run. While it's important for the Cardinals to establish some kind of run game and stay with it. Like they did against Pittsburgh, like the Niners, if they're vulnerable anywhere, I mean, it's their secondary now without Ufunga, and they've Mm -hmm. got some corners who I would say are like B B minus corners so the pass rushers keep them at bay and, and give Hollywood an opportunity. I love this from Lil Brucko, 109. Uh, Football Friday with PHNX is the best. We appreciate that. Got my Dorch, uh, the Torch t-shirt, and the PHNX hat the other day. Absolutely love it. Thank you so much, Lil Brocco 109. Uh, he's repping it in the avatar there. Hope you enjoy it. Again, the Greg Dorch t-shirt, one of our favorites, maybe the best at the Merchandise Locker. Yeah, it's all time. I mean, you've got... Hollywood Brown potentially at full strength, Michael Wilson and Greg Dorch himself, who's making big plays when his numbers called that big third down 19 yard reception against the Steelers was huge. uh, Two weeks ago. Yeah. You know, we'll see what he does. And and Rondell Moore, I think Rondell Moore is so close. Obviously he had that 40 yard touchdown against the Texans in the opening series. But then, you know, I think the egregious, phantom holding call where he mossed Patrick Peterson like yeah. that that should have been a touchdown Think about our perception of Rondell Moore today if that's confirmed how differently we feel about him right or he hauls in the the deep ball early in the first half from Kyle yeah. Murray that uh that was just a beautiful ball that that he's got to bring in that I think is an easier catch talk to our guy Britton Golden at the time that's an easier catch than, than the one he made in Houston so uh, I think Rondell Moore is, is getting the opportunities especially down the field and if you supplement it with with Wilson and, and Hollywood Brown and, and the way that Trey McBride's playing, yeah, I mean, you, you might be able to pick on that secondary if you can get enough time for Kyler Murray against this front seven. I feel like most of the time with this defense being the Cardinals, the vulnerable state that they could be in, we're going to talk about the matchups with McCaffrey and Kittle and Debo and Ayuk. It's, it's a problem, right? Typically, I'm going to say, well, put together like, you know, 10 to 12 play drives, keep that, you know, offense at bay and and make them vulnerable but I feel like this week it almost has to be the definition of the JG video in the offseason like shots can you score fast against this team because I feel like with the Cardinals specifically the offense is getting better but it's not perfect I'm fearful that over a seven to ten play drive eventually Nick Bosa Chase Young Fred Warner somebody's going to get home and cause some havoc and really kind of force the Cardinals to make a mistake the Cardinals with a full offseason with Kyler Murray, I would feel better about that with this whole arsenal of weaponry. You base, I think, like against Dallas, you got to score fast in a hurry, in and out, and then let the chips fall where you may defensively. Maybe you get a break or two. Purdy turns the ball over, but I, I think this is the week for for better or not. You take some deep shots and you let the chips fall where they may, because you're not going to dink and dunk the Niners down yeah. the field. Everybody with me, just shoom, 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 shots, explosives. Brondell Moore, Holly, Holly, Hollywood Brown. Um, it's going to have to happen. You talk about Brock Purdy, maybe he turns the football over. I mean, the guy was absolutely just, just shooting fish in a barrel 
against the Cardinals last week or last time. Hey, wasn't he like 20 for 21? He yeah, had an I mean, unbelievable did, game. Did Buddha play that game? No Buddha. Um, I mean, they were they were down pretty tremendous that game. In general, I, the defensive line for the Cardinals looks better. They've elevated the ex player from Tennessee. He's been on the practice squad a couple yeah. of weeks, right? Yeah, I think you're still missing Kazir White, but you've got a couple veterans now. I think the defense, man, I, I'm hopeful that I'm pleasantly surprised. Gannon, two weeks to prepare. You're playing at home. The Niners off a couple big emotional victories, blowouts where maybe they have a letdown game. I don't know, man. I don't think the defense nor the offense are going to get completely run over. I, I think this is going to be a competitive game through four quarters. It, it's going to be tough. I mean, f- for where is optimistic? I'm usually the one that's pessimistic. I know, but we're, we're, we're the, the, the things What's that we're happened? Talking, I think the things that we're talking about, uh, especially like up front on the offensive line for the San Francisco 49ers, like their strength and where the Arizona Cardinals don't have a strength, just just pure based on pure physicality. It's not like Nick Rollis has to put in the proper call. Like just just based off physicality, the last time these teams played, it wasn't close. It wasn't competitive. Yeah. Talk about weight class games. This is not they're not fighting in the same weight class. And the the Arizona Cardinals, like, I don't care how good their game plan is, like just the execution is just tough against how stout they are up front and then the ability to give a guy like uh Christian McCaffrey that much space. I mean, he's he's getting the ball and he's immediately like three yards past the line of scrimmage. He's just getting chunk yards. Um, And the last time they played at home, it was against a team that's not nearly as talented up front as the Niners and and the Rams and the Rams were able to just dominate that game on the ground with Kyron Williams. And I think that's going to be another heavy dose of ground and pound. I saw Kyle Shanahan speak about the Cardinals to the Niner media. He's always respectful guy, but he, he gave the Cardinals a lot of credit for the way they've competed this year. And Kyle Shanahan, those first couple of years in San Francisco, he and John Lynch, they tore it down. Now, they traded for Jimmy Garoppolo, and that kind of expedited the run to the Super Bowl after three years. But Kyle Shanahan knows like what it looks like to be in a rebuild, but at the same time, trying to get buy-in from younger players. And I, I've got a Johnny on the spot coming out tomorrow on just the ascension of Trey McBride, but who is the first kind of go-to playmaker in the Shanahan era? It was George Kittle. Hmm. It was George Kittle and Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think that we're seeing Kyle or Kyler Murray and, and obviously Trey McBride now. Before there was Debo and before there was Ayuk, there was George Kittle. And he set the tone for that physical nature of how they wanted to do things on top of the run game. And then they went out and they got a Debo, who was a big-time playmaker, physical playmaker, so much so they gave him carries at running back. Ayuk in the first round, big physical wide receiver, like – it started with a tight end, as cliche as it sounds. And so you listen to Kyle Shanahan compliment the way Jonathan Gannon and company have gone about this year. I mean, the, the Cardinals, I would say, and people can talk about their teams like this. Oh, you don't want to play that team at the end of the year. Spoiler team. I'm going to tell you right now, any team with Kyler Murray and this franchise playing with house money outside of somebody like Hollywood Brown, who has a lot to prove, as we mentioned, you don't want to play them in, in the month of December. Like you just you just don't like you're gonna end up like the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Cardinals going to Heinz Field with nothing to lose, and they damn near you know put 30 points on on Mike Tomlin. I mean, there are teams with a lot to gain. The Chicago Bears in a week, Matt Eberflus, like he's coaching for his life. Every loss could be detrimental. Here comes Jonathan Gannon in year one, mm-hmm. already exceeding expectations. People thought winless season, Kyler Murray playing good football. 
It's not a team I would want to face. How about Seattle in week 18? Geno Smith fighting for his life, right? We talked about Philadelphia. They've got statistically the worst defense. Gannon has everything to win in that yeah. game and nothing to lose. So I don't know. Cardinals are, are playing with some house money now. It may affect or impact where they pick in the NFL draft. We're going to talk about that later on. But I, I think this is a prime letdown game for the San Francisco 49ers. I think the San Francisco 49ers are ready for the postseason to begin. They've all but locked up the NFC West. Yes, they're the number one seed in the NFC, but they've destroyed, destroyed both Philadelphia and the Dallas Cowboys. They like they they believe probably nobody is on their level in the NFC. The Cardinals no. can change that. The Cardinals can make them look, I think, vulnerable this weekend. I, I love it. I love what you're saying. But you're not buying. You're shaking I'm not. Your head. I'm not buying. I, I, I don't know why you're shaking your head. I think that they just have just an immense amount of talent. Like the talent is is in a different level on both sides of the football. I mean, if you slow down Christian McCaffrey, you still got to deal with Purdy, Fine, and Debo, and Kittle, and Ayuk. I mean, they are just – in Trent Williams, the, the problems he presents at the left tackle position and how he can just hold it down, it's just – it's borderline unfair. Like, like – They are the most – I love getting romantic, and I lo- you know, I love the respect that JG is getting from, from Kyle Shanahan, but at the – like, in, in games like this, like – Bears, that's great. Pittsburgh, awesome. You can compete. You should be more competitive than you were against the Los Angeles Rams. But this game, I just think, even if if the Niners come out flat, if if the Cardinals kind of punch them in the mouth, like they're still, you know, the the Cardinals are like a welterweight, and the and the Niners are a heavyweight, and they one punch and and they're done. And like, are they going? Is Nick Rollis the biggest concern I have? Is is Nick Rollis and his defense going to be able to generate enough stops in order to to be competitive and in, in, be in striking distance of winning this football game? I mean, I hope I'm completely wrong, and I and I don't want to be the, like the biggest wet blanket in the valley right now. Yeah, I just here, Mr. Hungover <laughs> wet blanket. We don't want this negative energy today. I don't want that. Look, look alcohol is a depressant, man. I'm sure it's probably <laughs> it's it's bad. Stay away from it. I'm never gonna pick it up again. Uh, but it's. It's gonna. It's such a daunting feat taking on this this Niners team, and they're absolutely rolling. Like the only thing the Cardinals have going for you, like you mentioned, the injury report, and we see it. And you know, up front, like Javon Hargrave is out, uh, and you and some key guys that could be out on the defensive side of the football. But it still means you got to get them off the field offensively. You yeah, have to be able to find a way. And I just don't know what that is. I think the Cardinals are going to have their best offensive game since Kyler Murray's comeback. I'm putting the defense off to the side because I agree with you. It's asking a lot. If Kyle Shanahan wants to run the ball every down, like they couldn't stop it, you know, two months ago. Yeah. Can they theoretically stop it now? Although the presence of Jalen and Buddha in the back end, that makes you feel good. I think the Cardinals offensively, I mean, I saw something this week and it's not everything. Kyler Murray is universally viewed as a, a top fantasy quarterback this week like a a certified QB one in fantasy football. People think he's going to get his like drew lock looked pretty good for a, for three quarters against San Francisco. I think we're going to get making plays Kyler Murray, you know, putting, you know, inhibitions to the wind. I've been off a bye week. We've rested up. I've been through the rigors of the first month. And it's like more and more, we're going to peel back the layers of what Kyler Murray used to be. And it used to be a problem for the San Francisco 49ers. I'm going to tell you what's not a problem, though. It's making money with our friends at BetMGM. I don't know if you guys Ooh. knew this or not. There are three NFL games, Minyana, on Saturday. Seven bowl games. There's also an FCS game 
uh, lick your chops and go make some money with our friends at BetMGM. It's the $1,500 first bet <laughs> offer. Do it now. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on your iOS or Android device or visit BetMGM.com. Sign up and deposit at least 10 bones in your BetMGM Sportsbook accounts. It's got to be up to 10 bucks or a minimum 10 bucks. Place your first wager and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if it does lose your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. Again, loaded slate on Saturday. What What are you waiting for? Perfect time to jump on those sweet, sweet early lines now. Sign up. BetMGM, bonus code PHNX. We're going to talk about some lines I love later on in the show, specifically Tennessee hosting Houston. Hello, get it while you can. Check out the show notes for full details. Now listen to my guy Shane Diefenbach talk about it in the disclaimer. Problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Did you have five vodka sodas at the company Christmas party the night before and the bright sun in the morning is is tough. You got bags under your eyes. Well, just turn to your friends over at Shady Rays. They're going to protect your eyes when you need it. I mean, they're going to protect your eyes in any situation. Whether you go out there adventuring, hiking Camelback Mountain, you're going up north, flags, donut. You got those sunglasses on that are durable and they look great. Shady Rays also offers an insane protection plan for all their eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, long or short after you purchase them, they're going to replace them. No questions asked. Look up Shady Rays right now. ShadyRays.com. Look at their full product line online. Use the promo code PHX. This is actually a great gift option for many of you out there trying to do some holiday shopping. Go to Shady Rays.com, buy two or more pairs of their sunglasses and use that PHNX promo code. You have 50% off. Not bad, right? Go to ShadyRays.com. Find out why 250,000 people rated them five stars. ShadyRays.com. Use that promo code PHNX. His newest article entitled Stop the Debate. Kyler Murray should be Cardinals QB in 2024. As everybody talking, it's the PHNX Cardinals beat reporter Howard Balzer joining the program. Howard, how are we doing on a football Friday? I'm doing great. I hope you guys are doing great, too. I, the, the one thing I keep wondering, though, is do I, do I need to re- wear a cap? Uh, when I come on, <laughs> only if you want to, man. You got the your your hair is looking solid today, so we wouldn't want you to have to cover that up. Um, I will I will say that Kyler on Wednesday, at least when we saw him in the locker room, was wearing an Oakland A's cap. Was oh, that's so solid. It has that hasn't made the rounds, but I'm sure if it would, there might be a lot of people start getting a little unnecessarily worried. But you sure. know, Kyler, he's always styling. What, right. What I mean, with Shohei Otani getting seven hundred million dollars, I'm surprised there wasn't any kind of speculation. Did Kyler Murray? Did he pick up a bat? It was a Florio article. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Kyler can pitch and bat. Right. Although Otani's not going to be able to pitch for a while, so kind of a kind of a wild contract that yeah. is. But we'll see how it plays out. Even even though the present value, if you really look at that contract, as we digress for a moment. Yeah, the value of it because of all the deferments is actually right in line with a lot of the top players have gotten, which is around 43, 40 million a year. And so it kind of puts the whole deal in a little different perspective because it was being deferred out so many years. 
Yeah, and I think Kyler Murray wasn't willing to go ride buses, you know, from Visalia yeah. and, and Round Rock. He's he's a franchise quarterback. And your latest article, gophnx.com, I highly encourage people to check it out. But what made you kind of dive into this and kind of put your stamp on what you believe the Cardinals are going to do going forward at the quarterback position? Yeah, I've been thinking about it. I've been marinating, ruminating on it for, for a bit and listening to all the different opinions, whether it's here, whether it's – elsewhere and nationally what are the cardinals going to do and are they going to draft someone and obviously if they end up picking later in the first round it might be a little moot but i I just figured let's really let's try to look at this logically and and see what in my mind makes sense and when you take in because when you when it's when it's debated a lot of times nationally and all that they never talk about the contract and the salary cap and all the things you know that are in that notwithstanding mike lombardi's you know great report earlier in the year that he wasn't going to play right. because of worry about injury guarantees, you know, coming forward. Well, that, that was never, never a possibility, but putting that aside, I just decided to look at it. What I'm in my mind was logically and what makes sense. And, and, and also part of the debate is, well, what does Kyler have to do in the last four games to really solidify everything? And I'm saying, I, I don't know. I mean, what, what, what do we really expect him to do. I mean, so much of it will depend, especially playing the teams they're playing, will depend. Can Hollywood Brown get through a game and play healthy? With Michael Wilson being back, that will certainly help in terms of the passing game. But I don't know that you base anything for next year on four games, considering what he's had to go through to get where he is now. And it only makes sense to me that, hey, a lot of people wonder, well, were, were the Cardinals just putting out all the, you know, Drew Petzing talking the way he did? Is it really just saying all the things they have to say? Or is it truly they like him that much? But to me, there obviously is always going to be questions. But, but, but to me, it's let's work towards next year and get good players around them. And if they can trade that early pick, still get a player they want and get a whole bunch of picks, work on getting this team better around him. Because the reality is, guys, when you go back to 2021 – we saw how good the Kyler Murray can be when he has a lot of talent around him in the receiving core with healthy running backs, healthy offensive line, and all those things. So I just looked at it and say, this is what they should do. And quite frankly, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals have already made up their mind on that unless someone would totally ridiculously blow them away with a trade offer. But I don't see that happening either. So I think the Cardinals are pretty much decided that this is going to be the plan going forward, at least in 2024. It's interesting, Howard, we look ahead to this draft class and we're kind of hanging on pins and needles every weekend. You want the Cardinals to do well, but you want that draft pick and Houston's pick to be solidified as high in the draft because of uh, the acquisition of potentially somebody like Marvin Harrison Jr. Bo and I kind of kicked around the idea for fun last week and we got some blowback, which is whatever. If the Cardinals entered the last week of the season and they were still picking third overall, whether they won another game or not, do you think the front office would entertain the idea of maybe playing Kyler Murray a quarter or a couple possessions against Seattle and then letting Clayton Toon be evaluated for three quarters. I mean, they did the evaluation game. They let Clayton Toon fall on the sword for the betterment of the team against Cleveland while they traded Joshua Dobbs for draft capital. And that was a move that was not envisioned for necessarily winning this year, but of course getting, getting draft compensation do you think the team would entertain anything like that, given the fact that a lot of people believe, including myself, Harrison Jr. is a generational talent? No, I definitely think he's a generational talent. doesn't mean there's not other good receivers that will be in this draft that will end up playing great 
for teams. But if you can get a guy like that, I don't. That, that's something that you have to look at and say, boy. I mean, with the with the height and all those things. And so, w- would they entertain that? I, I I don't think so. I can understand why it might be might be put out there. But if if you do want to get Clayton Clayton to a little more playing time and wh- whatever the result is against Seattle, I don't I don't know if. If Seattle's playing for a playoff spot, I don't know if this front office has that mind that it's our it's our duty to put the best team out there as yeah. possible in fairness to other teams. But I've also always believed that teams have to do what's best for themselves. And while that would help a little bit to get Clayton Toon out there, I, I think every, every snap that Kyler Murray takes this year in this offense and getting more comfortable with everybody around him, I think that that helps him even more going forward to next year. But yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun debate, but maybe late in the game. Mm. I mean, you know, we're talking about fourth quarter or something, depending on how the game's going. But I, I don't think if they would entertain it, that it would be something that would happen early in the game, like the first half. Look for uh, Howard's upcoming game preview should drop tomorrow. Um, we've been debating on this show, Howard, quite a bit about the future of Hollywood Brown, but you know, most recently he's been dealing with this heel issue. How do you kind of look at this Hollywood Brown, you know, with four games left and then he's got his contract is up at the end of the season and how the organization might view him, uh, between now and, and his impending free agency. It's a great question. And I know you guys are debating whether to put a franchise tag on him. I mean, the franchise tag could be, could be as high as 20, 20 you know, $21 million. Yeah, and, and, and remember, that's guaranteed when you do that. Now, certainly every player wants a long-term contract to get as much guaranteed money as possible. But if I'm a player and I get the franchise tag that, that's, that is that high, I still hope to get a long-term deal, but I'm signing it immediately. Yeah. Because once you sign it, it becomes guaranteed. And the other part, too, is even if it's not signed, it, it all still counts against your cap next year and that's a pretty big chunk to take out of it not to mention is is hollywood brown worth that kind of money and so i think one of the keys is what's important to him obviously is to play in these last few games and it's got to be a hard one for him because you feel good during the week you're feeling better then all of a sudden you get out there and you start running around and cutting and all of a sudden you start feeling it more and he starts getting painful and you just can't play at a high level he obviously wants to do that because of other, of other teams having interest. There could be some other teams start wondering, hey, you had a foot injury last year. This is a different injury, but it's in the same foot. The teams start wondering about that. Are we going to investigate? I'm sorry, you know, in, invest a big money in Hollywood Brown. So we, we don't know what other teams are going to think of them. I think that the Cardinals would like to have them on the team, but the yeah. question is obviously at what price. And certainly, you know, that Kyler would love to love to have him there. So it'll be very, very fascinating to see what he's able to do in these last few games of the season. Uh, Howard, we followed this team throughout the course of the offseason. A lot of the narratives surrounding the Cardinals were worst team, not only in the NFL this year, but historically Detroit, Cleveland, winless teams. They have three wins and they've been competitive for most of the season. In your mind, have the Cardinals under Jonathan Gannon overachieved in, in 2023? No, I don't think they've overachieved. I, I think they probably played at the level many of us. I don't know how many have ex- expected them to even to be competitive in a lot yeah. of games, especially the first half of the season without Kyler Murray. And at least Joshua Dobbs, with all his flaws, was at least able to help the team be conf- competitive as much yeah. with his running ability as anything else. So, no, I, I don't think they've overachieved. I, I think they've 
they, they played probably as good as they could play. Yeah. But the thing you always have to keep in mind, I mean, right now, guys, in this league, we have 13 teams with seven and six or six and seven records. Six teams are six and seven. And they want that parity, the man. That's what they want. And they're all in the NFC. But the point is, look at it this way. One of those six and seven teams is going to win the NFC South. And it looks like there's a real good chance for the second straight year an under 500 team would win the division. But here's yeah. the thing. When you look at the Cardinals, they've only won three games less than all those teams with three wins. So I think it accentuates really in a lot of ways, even with teams with bad records, that you're not that far away from at least, at least competing at 500. Because if you're at 500, around 500 this time of the year, you're in the playoff hunt. Mm-hmm. And that's all anybody really wants when you get into December and early January. So I don't think that any reason with the right moves in 2024 and with improving this team where it needs to be improved, perhaps having a little bit better health, that they that next year at this time, we'll be looking at a team, not great, but at least could be in the hunt. And, and I think what Gannon, Jonathan Gannon and his staff have, and they've talked about it all year, the process, the process. And it sounds boring when they say that, but that's what they've tried to instill in this team, in a team that respects the process, is working every day to try to get better than the day before, playing hard. I know they all sound like cliches, but I think that's what they've established here. So I think they played the way everyone would hope they would play. And if you can steal some wins down the stretch, I don't know, could be the Bears, could be Seattle, who knows. But yeah. I know fans probably wouldn't like it because it might be the worst draft pick, but you still you want to instill that feeling among this team that they're capable of winning games. And I, th- I think along those lines, I think this season, as bad as it is at 3-10, and 10, has been somewhat of a success. And I'll ask you guys this question. Most of the times you have a team that's 3-10, and 10, and it's a slog. And everybody's, you know, got the got the keys in the car ready for waiting for the last game. Everyone's mm-hmm. gloom and doom. Bo, you're out there every day. I mean, we haven't seen that. No. We haven't, we haven't seen that at all. We see a team that competes. And and I think when you're three and ten, that can be hard to do. But even the the leaders have bought into it. The Buddha Bakers, the James Connors, you know, DJ Humphreys, the guys who have been here for a while, they're still tr- setting that work ethic standard that I think has had a real positive effect on the host of young players that are on this roster. Yeah, certainly. And they're going to have uh, a ton of ammo to be able to retool this roster this offseason. Zona Tucson, 93 saying, I think we're going to win on Sunday. I feel it. 49ers are sleeping on us. <laughs> Howard, you uh, you do your H-bomb about every week. It's where you take a, a team that's an underdog and you and you pick the upset. Are you doing it with the Cardinals on Sunday? I, actually, you believe it or not, now this is a, a station that I, I still do a spot with back in, in St. Louis yeah. with a host. And we, we, we do a pick every week. And I have an eight and six record for the season. And these are all teams that are at least six and a half point underdogs. Oh, wow. worse, right. So I'm eight and six. And this week's not a strong week for it. I mean, you got Miami and you, the other game is Kansas City and New England. And Miami's favored by nine over the Jets. I, that might be a pretty good pick, actually, especially if they if they don't have Tyreek Hill. And even if he plays, he's going to be compromised. But I have to admit, I dropped it on I. I picked the Rams to cover. And that line has gone down, by the way. It opened at 13 and a half. It's now 12. And so if you look at the earlier game this year, I picked them in that game. And, of course, it ended up being a 19-point loss. But it was a five-point lead, what, late in the third quarter, early in the fourth, before the 49ers scored a couple of late late yeah. touchdowns. So I don't know. I, I, I think especially with if this offense can get some things going – 
The 49ers are without their two starting defensive tackles, Eric Armstead and, and Javon Hargrave. So if the offense can, the offense has to possess the ball somewhat because we know how explosive this 49ers offense that can be. That That is one of the great offenses consistently. I mean, they've won their last five games by, by an average of 18.2 points. Yeah. And in their five game, uh, they're, they're 10 and three, they've scored 30 or more. I think it's in either seven or eight of those games. So you got to somehow try to keep the ball away from that offense as much as you can. If they can do that, I, I think it's going to be a pretty, pretty darn competitive game on Sunday. Read his work. Check him out at the stadium this weekend covering the team. Bo and I will be at Gila River. Howard Balls are live from State Farm Stadium all day. Thank you so much. Check him out. GoPHNX.com. Subscribe. Become a diehard. Thanks so much, Howard. My pleasure, guys. Take care. Have a good one. So he thinks the Cardinals can cover Cardinals in I, points, right? I think they. I think they're going to. It's a cover. large number. But uh, you're you're Johnny Optimist today. I mean, you I, know what? The the bye week did something to me, and I just feel <laughs> refreshed. I think everybody does. We've had a chance to reflect. It's the big picture. It's the season of giving. I'm going to give some uh, some truth bombs tomorrow with my my Trey McBride take, but Ooh. I'm also going to give some truth to the fact that I think the Houston Texans. Not a freight train from hell. I do love that saying. I think they're they're heading to hell in a handbasket <laughs> with a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. Before we talk about that, I want to tell you guys about our friends. I just mentioned them. Gila River Resorts and Casinos, Wild Horse Pass. We're going to be there on Sunday. Bo Brock makes his debut at Wild Horse Pass. Myself, Damon Dog's going to be there. The whole shebang. It's going to be the time of the year. The watch party with your bros from PHNX yeah. Cardinals. Come Don't in, bring your wife out. or girlfriend, not with Damon Dog. No, no he's on a heater right now. His hair be careful. perfect. Come at your own discretion with your loved ones because Damon might steal them <laughs> from you. But in all seriousness, we're going to have a blast because, folks, if you didn't know, Gila River Resorts and Casinos, nobody does it better. They offer an authentic and immersive experience. I've been, shameless brag, I, I've been to a lot of casinos in Vegas. I've hit them all. I've seen them all. I'm going to tell you right now, this is comparable, if not better. 800 slot machines, 15 blackjack tables. It's clean. It's easy to get to. The sports book is fantastic. Get the hard copy sports book. I mean, we're talking like we're going to be hanging out there on Sunday. There's going to be NFL games aplenty. We're going to just be fresh off a of college football Saturday. If you're not dabbling with a hard copy sheet from a sports book like Gila River Resorts Wild Horse Pass, what are you doing? Come hang out. Perfect holiday season to drop a few shekels, hopefully make a little bit more, head to Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Check them out right now. Be sure to come out for the watch party, Bo. It is going to be the event of the season. We can't wait to see everybody out there. We've seen Jessica there. We've seen a bunch of our buddies. Brian's been there. Sean's been there. Thank you so much, guys. We will see you this weekend. That's right. I'm breaking my uh, my Iron Man streak of being at Arizona Cardinals home games. My my poor soul can't take it any longer, especially with the Niners hey. coming in. I got fucking buzzsaw. Um, let's talk about new flooring. It's it's tough. It's tough to talk about because it, there's never an easy solution until we stumbled upon our friends over at Empire today, which is actually going to save you 350 bucks. Yeah. Uh, when you uh, get 
you get $350 off new floor. You get the best place on new flooring from Empire Today. Check out their website, empiretoday.com. They got the floor, the virtual floor designer. You can kind of see what the new floors would look like in your condo, in your home, uh, whatever you may be shopping for. It's Empire Today. Uh, they've got professional installers that install. They're not going to mess around. Um, and sh- they make shopping for floors the easiest it can get as far as convenience, uh, and obviously confidence in who's supplying your flooring needs. Empire Today absolutely has that for you. Check them out online, empiretoday.com, and uh, hit that slash PHNX. Uh, you can get that 350 off discount right away. Empiretoday.com slash PHNX for $350 off new flooring from our friends over at Empire Today. So moving forward, and it's probably been like this for a lot of folks, like, there's the game and then there's the sub bullet to the game. Like where the hell are the Cardinal draft picks? Like we've been, we've been good little boys and girls all year. We've taken our medicine. We've mm-hmm. been on the nice list time to get naughty ahead of draft season. We want our picks and we want them now. Let's check in with the folks in Houston bowl as it relates to potentially their franchise quarterback, among others, not practicing. This is according to Aaron Wilson, Texans quarterback C.J. Stroud, as well as wide receiver Nico Collins, stud outside linebacker Will Anderson Jr., Thomas Cashman, George Fant, none of them practiced today, not playing Sunday against the Titans. I'm going to tell you right now, Mike Vrabel and company, thank you so much. Uh, Minus four and a half, bet MGM, hammer it. (laughs) Hammer it. We saw what this team looked like without Tank Dell. They couldn't score points, even with C.J. Stroud. First of all, I commend the Houston Texans. You're doing right, not only by the Cardinals, our sweet baby Redbirds, but but of your franchise. Just shut shut old C.J. Stroud down for the rest of the year. Won't, won't you? Like, there's no yeah. benefit in playing him. He's locked up offensive rookie of the year. You're not making the playoffs if you lose this weekend in the ultra-competitive AFC. So I think once upon a time, you and I and others were a little bit concerned that could that draft pick sneak into the, I don't know, mid to high 20s? It's 15th right now, 16th, 14th, somewhere around that. Yep. What's What are the chances it drops into the top mm-hmm. 10? Because here's a factor that people don't estimate it being a big deal. Their strength, the schedule, unlike the Cardinals, is ass. It's sub 500, which means yeah. those tiebreaker scenarios, everybody, as Howard Balzer just mentioned, 7-6, six, 6-7, and seven, that will move Houston up, up, up in the draft rankings, which is great news if you're Monty Austin Ford. Yeah, according to Tankathon, they're 15th at 7 and 6. The Rams are just ahead of them at 14th at 6 and 7. They're going to beat the holy hell out of Washington this weekend. So they'll even their record at 7 and 7. Uh, so both teams likely 7 and 7. Like they can get up as high as 13 uh, this weekend and in, in quickly approaching the top 10. So. Uh, our, our Christmas wish is coming <laughs> true. Let's go. Uh, after they scared us, even with the win over the Cardinals themselves, you know, is, is this a playoff team? Is, is, did Monty get, uh, did, did he get the right pick from Houston last draft season? And it looks like he did uh, as, as they are quickly going to approach 10. I mean, Vegas keeps winning football games. Who knows? I mean, Atlanta should win a couple more games here before the end of it. Like they, they can get, they, they might be right there at top 10 if they continue to be bitten by the injury bug. Well, let's look at some notable week 15 games led by our guy Davis Mills, Houston Texans, Mr. Long Neck Giraffe himself coming back on a football field this Sunday. Texans at Titans. That number is rapidly approaching almost a touchdown. I predict on Sunday when we're at Gila River that that's going to be about minus six and a half. 
respectfully. You don't have Will Anderson Jr., Tank Dell, Nico Collins, C.J. Stroud. Like, is D'Amico Ryan's going to suit up and play? Because that's what it would take. <laughs> uh, the Titans, by the way, jacked Will Levis. He is a freight train from him. Right. Love to see that. Uh, Jets, They're wearing the old Houston Oilers uniforms. Like, oh how my much God. disrespect Titan, can Titan there be? Titans 5,000. Yeah. Oh, my God. Put your 401k <laughs> on it. Jets 5-8 and eight at Dolphins. I'm going to tell you right now. If pour Tyreek some out, Hill, though. Pour some out for the poor Houston Texans. No, no, I, mean, I don't give a f- I don't give a f- about them. <laughs> Season's over. Give us your draft pick. I don't care. Poor Houston Texans. Poor us. Every time we've done a pregame show at BetMGM and we're watching the end of the early games, they're winning games they're not supposed to. Take your medicine. Have they not earned your respect? Is no. CJ Stroud and, no. and D'Amico Ryan's not earned their respect to where you can just say, hey, Pour, pour some out for your fallen homies. It was it was admirable what they did this year. Hey, goodbye. Love to see it. Love goodbye. to see it. Yeah, but, I'll root yeah. for them in 2024 when we have no ties to that organization anymore. <laughs> Give me my top 10 draft pick. Jets at Dolphins. That's asking a lot, but I mean they it's a division matchup. Zach Wilson played some of his best football of his career last week. Sauce Gardner, I mean, is looking good. I we'll see. Patriots are gonna get bludgeoned by the Chiefs. We know that. Bears at Browns. I mean, everybody in Chicago either feels like they're taking Marvin Harrison Jr. first overall or they're winning out. Would love to see the Browns, albeit with like no offensive tackles and starting Joe Flacco, humble the Chicago Bears. How about the Giants? I think the Giants could beat the Saints, don't you? I think the Giants could go in there yeah. with our gabagool friend and take care of the Saints. <laughs> Tommy Cutlets out there just dealing. Um <laughs> I mean, Bears, Browns, that is going – I think that's all Browns. Injected. Yeah. I mean, Bears dropped to five and nine. What are you talking about? Everybody's saying they think it's it's Marvin Harrison Jr. at one. I mean, I saw he Brad Biggs, who covers this team, uh, one, of the, one of the best, you know, reporters out of, out of Chicago, saying that he, he believes it's going to be Caleb Williams wearing a Bears uniform at well, one. Well, anybody one. with a brain should think that. But, like – the you know the folks in Chicago, the fans, they want Marvin first overall. They think Fields is the guy. They're pulling out all those faux yeah. field stats. You, you right. and I talked about it. Yeah, it's like when the weather is the distant temperature and during this stretch, and the astrology sign is this. Justin Fields, he is a complete quarterback. It's like okay, but he still has what eight, nine wins in how many attempts? Forty in his career. It's just. Maybe, maybe he's turned a corner. I haven't necessarily seen it. I see, you know, most of the time he's putting up stats. It's against, it's against a bad defense. Any, any defense that's worth the shit, like he, he crumbles. I mean, Minnesota was probably their last really rock solid defense that they faced and they held him out of the end zone. But yeah, that, that's Browns, Bears. And, and what was the game after that? I mean, uh, Commanders and Rams. Yeah. I think, I think the Rams, I mean, Commanders are, are dead. Do we feel like the Commanders are going to go winless the rest of the year? We, I know we had the remaining I've schedule. I've got their schedule here. Yeah. So they play at the Rams, then they go at the Jets, Yeah. then they host the Niners, then they host the Cowboys. Hey, I I do feel like if the Cardinals do win this weekend, it's going to be, the conversations are going to be pretty determined. Are the Cardinals picking three or four? Mm-hmm. which is the difference between Marvin and not Marvin. And I think, again, you got to hope Dallas in week 18 sits players and they play hard for Ron Rivera. I could see Dallas's backups beating the commanders, frankly. I mean, that team mm-hmm. is is so disheveled. One of their wins, of course, is from the Arizona Cardinals. But 
I, I think I see in ahead. the chat, you know, comparisons as far as Kyler and Fields. I just think the arm talent is way Come better on, than Kyler Murray. I mean, he's his ability. Justin Fields hasn't won a big game in his life outside of yeah. Ohio State, not in the NFL. No. I just, I, I, Fields is going to play somewhere else next year. You and I are both pretty confident in that. Yeah. I mean, is, is it disrespectful? Like, are, are we being a bit disrespectful to, to Justin Fields? Like, is he a talented player that you could put in a position to win football games? Yeah. What, what could Kyle Shanahan do with him, right? Yeah. What could Sean McVay do with him, like he did with Baker Mayfield last year? The Chicago Bears need to be elevated by a quarterback. They are not in a position to elevate that quarterback themselves. Very similar to when Kyler Murray got here. Does anybody think he was elevated by Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime? No, he was not. He elevated this franchise and got them to the postseason. That's indisputable. With an owner and a general manager that had major, major corks and were out mm-hmm. to get him at, t- at times. And a, and a head coach that had a losing record in college. like, And he got them to the playoffs in a division with... I don't know, potentially three Hall of Fame level head coaches mm-hmm. and teams that are consistently in the, the postseason slash Super Bowl bubble. That's not the the NFC North. Like, come on. How many times would Kyler Murray have made the playoffs in the NFC North? I'm going to say at least twice. But Justin Fields is fine. He's just... To say not he's not a liability, I don't necessarily agree. I mean, when I was watching that Monday night game against the Vikings, he tried to lose that game. He coughed the football up twice. Like, yeah. it was... And it was him. It was Justin Fields that fumbled the ball twice into the hands of the Vikings and then was luckily put in Josh Dobbs after turning the ball over four times, you know, through the go ahead touchdown and then fields, you know, had the one nice throw to, to DJ Moore. So uh, you can put me as, is a hater of, of fields. And I think that the right move would be to, to finally go to a guy with the, that has the arm talent, like Caleb Williams at one, one, but um, ask yourself this question. Yeah. When the bears fire Eberflus and they're going to mm-hmm. fire are you going to ask a third head coach to take on Justin Fields with an expiring rookie deal? Fuck no, you're not. That's not how the way the world works, guys. It's not how it's not how things the things operate. Everybody wanted to get rid of Kyler Murray right into his deal yeah. with his second head coach. This would be Justin Justin Field will have gotten fair or not two head coaches shit can they would have been fired. Right. Yeah, let's settle saddle Jim Harbaugh or well, Ben Johnson with with Justin Fields. I mean, I, and I saw our guy Sly in the chat. He's, he's going to be pumped that we're talking some Jim Harbaugh and, and see some people talking about Jim Harbaugh you know, going to the place where he used to play. He also played for the Chargers organization. Like mm-hmm. if you're Jim Harbaugh and you got the choice of going to LA and coaching Justin Herbert or going to Chicago and they want to keep Justin Fields, what, what's your decision? And, and maybe you're not infatuated with Caleb Williams or Drake May. You've you've right. certainly recruited both of them being at Michigan. You should have a better idea than most anybody coming from the college ranks. But to me, it's like both the Bears and the Chargers, similar to what the Cardinals did with, with Sean Payton, they don't break the bank on coaches. That's just not their MO. I, I think the Raiders are a team to watch. If they don't hire Antonio Pierce, they love to make a splash and spend big money. But uh yeah, I I, I just want to see Jim back in the NFL. Um LVL7, I don't feel feel like you guys know what you're talking about when it comes to the Bears. I think it's just, we're just going off of logic and history. And if the Chicago Bears have the first overall pick and they don't make the playoffs, people will get fired and they're going to start fresh with a new coach and a new G and a, and a new quarterback. That's just how it goes. Yeah. I mean, why would you saddle yourself when you have options to something that hasn't worked for two regimes and take what many people believe is a blue chip hall of fame level type of prospect no you you do that instead and you try to win games Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. We are going to talk about and predict if the Arizona Cardinals are going to win a football game on Sunday. We'll get into our full breakdown, our players of the game, offensive, defense, our X factors. I got to tell you about our friends over at Arizona Lottery. I mean, we are almost a week out from the big day. Christmas. Have you done all your holiday shopping yet? Well, Arizona Lottery is going to make it easy for you. Go out and buy people holiday scratchers. It was one of the uh, gifts last night at the office holiday party. We got a full stack of scratchers and it's having a blast. You can bring joy to people's lives by buying them scratchers as well. They cost as low as a dollar. The top prize is up to $500,000. It's the perfect gift for everyone on your list that's 21 or older because they can play uh, and cash in big tickets. Perfect stocking stuff where you can throw them up on the tree. You can do it anywhere. Uh, go out and buy your holiday scratchers today. Find a retailer like our friends over at Circle K uh, and check out ArizonaLottery.com. As I said, got to be 21 years or older to play. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but gas is coming down, and it's coming down hard and fast, especially with our friends at Circle K. If you're joining the inner circle, uh, you can, like Bo just mentioned, stacks on stacks on stacks. You can stack saving 25 cents off your first five Phillips joining the inner circle club. I'm going to tell you right now, uh, that's going to be nice on your wallet. Plus saves three cents per gallon every single day by joining the inner circle for free. Just got to download the circle K app terms and conditions apply. And then in the meantime, while you're filling up, how about pizza, coffee, ice, cold fountain drinks, join the 31 days of circle K in the inner circle app, which is makes you eligible for free prizes, snacks, like I, you think about where do you go the most? Oh, I don't know. We all fill up our cars all the time. So why not put yourself in a position to get free stuff and save you money in the process? Check them out. CircleK.com for more details. CircleK.com slash store dash locator to find the Circle K closest to you. It is prediction time with Johnny Venerable Bobrock here on a football Friday. I will defer to my sensible I don't know, kind of negative better half today when it comes to our precious Redbirds. What's your prediction? Who's balling out? Who's not for the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday? The Niners, uh, they haven't lost the division game since December of 2021. Um, they've won 10, 10 in a row, I think. 11 in a row, maybe. But And they can clinch the NFC West this week. So to say that you know they're going to overlook the Cardinals... They got a lot to play for. They're they're obviously angling for a top seed in the NFC, trying to get that by. Um, so it's it's a daunting uh, game for the Arizona Cardinals, even though they're refreshed. So I, I think that the Niners are going to come in and win, win handily again. But can the Cardinals do what they did in Santa Clara a couple of weeks ago and be competitive and really show positive signs offensively? And, of course, you want to see some signs defensively. But here are my predictions. I think the Cardinals fall to the Niners 31-25, so they're covering this game. And when I look at my players of the game, I am i don't know if this is wishful thinking, but it ha- if they continue their commitment to the run, to establishing the run, it's going to be a big game for James Conner. He's my offensive star. You know, obviously going into the halftime at Pittsburgh, it wasn't a pretty day for, for James Conner. He had under two yards per carry. Uh, but if, and then he obviously found his way in the second half, rushed for over 100 yards, 105 for two tutties. I think James Conner continues to stay hot, even against a stout run defense. You know, as Johnny mentioned, they're down a couple of key members in the interior of their defensive line. Maybe run right at some of those pass rushers, try to neutralize guys like Joe, uh, Nick Bosa and, and Chase Young. 
Um, but James Conner can can certainly set the tone. And then if they are going to have success defensively, it's got to start up front. And Dante Stills is their most capable defensive lineman. Can he slow down? Can he can he fill gaps? Can he get after Christian McCaffrey? Can he get a couple TFLs and get the defense off the field? think Dante Stills could have a pretty solid game and then your X factor the guy I mentioned earlier who, who was so close to having a monster in Pittsburgh I think he remains close and could break out we look at the strength of the defense for for the 49ers it is that rush defense and obviously you know are they going to be able to maybe slow down Trey McBride well then your slot receiver and Rondell Moore uh, I think it could have a, a pretty big game um, as he continues to to redevelop that rapport with with Kyler Murray I like it. Uh, we're surprisingly almost dead on with our game predictions. And I would love to see Rondell Moore have a resurgence here in the final month of the season. I I, I do think like Pittsburgh gone just a, a touch different, even though the Cardinals won big. We're talking about how we're excited to watch Rondell Moore the last month of the season. So I think at the end of the day, anything's better than the line of scrimmage, you know, horizontal throws a la Cliff Kingsbury. Keep taking those deep shots. Do the Cardinals have a shot this weekend? I think they do. I think it's going to be one possession game. Here are my predictions. Week 15, host in San Francisco. Uh, I've got them losing 30 to 24. Same exact cover of the spread. Uh, take the Cardinals if you can get it. Tease it down, plus six. Love to see that. Love to see Trey McBride. Uh, when an NFL team can stop 85, I'd love to see that. I haven't seen it happen yet when Kyler Murray... And Trey McBride gets some rhythm targets going together. I watched Trey McBride undrafts Mika Fitzpatrick, who's pretty damn good, and the Pittsburgh Steelers secondary. I think he's going to have his way with San Francisco. I know people are gushing over Fred Warner. Fred Warner's not as big as Trey McBride. Like, let's see what big number 85 can do. The physicality and the presence that you need at a receiver. Like, I remember when the Cardinals used to get pushed around by San Francisco, and then they acquired DeAndre Hopkins, and he undressed D'Amico Ryan's and uh, Robert Sala's defense week one back in 2020. Sometimes when you get guys that can give you energy and life offensively, and they can give you that yak ability, you ride them. You got to ride Trey McBride this week. I like the the smaller receivers. This is not the game to do it. Jalen Thompson, the defensive star, um, not coincidentally, Trey McBride, Jalen Thompson, I think are the, the co-MVPs of this team this year. I think they're the two players that warrant Pro Bowl consideration. And if I'm picking them to hang with the NFL's best, they got to do it with their best. Jalen Thompson's been fantastic. Put that man in Hawaii for the Pro Bowl. And then Paris Johnson Jr., I think, has a chance to put a bow, a true bow, Brock, on his final month of his rookie season. Let's see the big man number 70 going against Nick Bosa times two. Let's see him now against Chase Young. Uh, Again, he's had a very solid rookie season. Hasn't knock on wood missed a snap, much less a game. I think he's going to be sensational this weekend. I think we're going to see Paris Johnson Jr. take on a leadership role over the next month of the season. He's no longer a rookie. If these three players ball out this weekend, it's going to be a one-possession game in the fourth quarter. I mean, I Trey McBride needs 10 targets. Jalen Thompson would not surprise me if he picks off Brock Birdie. He is that locked in and in the zone. And I don't think Paris Johnson did it in you know whatever that was, week seven. He's not going to give up a sack this weekend. Those are my predictions for this week. Got, you know, a couple former Buckeyes just like himself coming at him, whether it's Chase Sung or, or Nick Bosa. You know, it's crazy. Pro Bowl hasn't been in Hawaii since 2016. Send him to Hawaii. Send him there. <laughs> Pay for a trip to Hawaii, Michael Bidwell, if he if he plays well this game. The Pro Bowl <laughs> is always in Hawaii in my mind. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's pretty wild. It's almost been 10 years. Who 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 knew that? Did anybody in the chat know that? Like, no. I knew they did it in somebody's backyard one year when they were doing the skills competition. But, like, why send these <laughs> players to Hawaii? Come on now. Where is it? Like, in Miami or something now? I think Orlando. Would you rather go to my uh, Hawaii or Orlando? That's a tough look for the right. NFL. Come on. It's not, it's not even close. Get the PJ up, fire up the private jet, take these big men to and their families to Hawaii, <laughs> please. Come on. Don't we ask enough of these players? <laughs> Orlando? I wouldn't go to Orlando voluntarily. Come on. What are you about? We got Disney World down there. Sea World? You want to go to Sea World and stand in line? But you just you're over there trying to get a, a churro and there's Paris Johnson Jr. It's like, man, why did I agree to go to this? <laughs> it's like 130 with the humidity. Send, yeah. me, send Paris Johnson to your Hawaii, please. I think you're exactly right about Trey and, and Jalen Thompson. No doubt about it. I mean, they, they have been having rock solid seasons. And if if their solution is to slow down Trey McBride by putting Fred Warner in coverage on him, I mean, that that's a win for the Cardinals. You would not be surprised how much I saw that on Twitter this week. Well, they got to get after Fred Warner. Fred Warner will shut him. Fred Warner's like 5'11". He's a great player. He's like six foot. Like Trey McBride... The ball he went up and got on the seam route over Minka Fitzpatrick against Pittsburgh. Go look that up. Fred Warner's not getting. If they put Fred Warner primarily in coverage on Trey McBride, Kyler Murray will throw at him every time. They will view that as a mismatch. Like he's a he's a great cover linebacker. He is, but when you've got players the caliber of Trey McBride, when he's he's cutting up safeties, Mm -hmm. I mean a, a linebacker. I don't care how good you are, has no chance. He looks like a big man in basketball pulling down a rebound. Like, yeah. and that's why it just looks different with him when he, and I don't want to get off a Trey McBride tangent, but I always will. It's not schemed open. It's not Rob Hausler. And even Zach Ertz, there was just, he, he had to be open and available to even get him the football. Like Trey will make himself open and get the ball at his highest point. We always teach our kids, if you're, if you're playing football, go up and get the ball at the highest point. So the defender can't do it. You're not going to win this game with a finesse game plan. You're going to have to win this game, taking deep shots, yes, but also go to your best player, who's your most physical player. James Conner, Trey McBride, feature them for better or worse on Sunday with K1 and maybe Hollywood, Dorch, Rondell Moore can help you over the top and let the chips fall where they may, man, because like this Cardinal team is currently constructed is not going to be this way in 2024. Like this, this, whatever this rendition is, so if your best players are on your team right now, aren't going to be with you next year, whether it's James Conner, hopefully not, or Hollywood Brown, try to win with them now. Figure it out on the fly. And I think Petsine's ready, man. I I, yeah. I I think the Cardinals are going to have a shockingly good first quarter. Eddie, Fred Warner's 6'2 in a Hall of Famer. Why are we shitting? I'm not shitting on him. I'm just saying the mismatch sure is not 5'11". A tight end versus a linebacker. Like he's a, he's a, as far as... Cover linebackers, he's one of the best in the league, but it's a mismatch for the Arizona Cardinals. That's not shitting on a guy. I just, I mean, Trey McBride has made some some pretty damn good safeties look silly lately. I mean, what he was able to do against Mika Fitzpatrick in Pittsburgh was was damn near impressive. And if we're talking about coverage skills, I think Mika Fitzpatrick, by being a safety, is a better skill, cover skill set than the best cover linebacker. That's my point. So... And neither one of us had Michael Wilson show up 
you know, and, and Gannon said today that he expects him to kind of pick up where he left off and where he left off was, was pretty impressive. You know, he, Kyler Murray found him a couple of times early in his, his debut against Atlanta. It was the last time we saw Michael Wilson. So you've got a full complement of receiver. So this is the healthiest they've been in forever. Yeah. And, and with, if, if Trey McBride takes kind of the bulk of the, of the emphasis of, of the defense, guys like Michael Wilson, and hopefully for the first time in a long time, Hollywood Brown, it's going to be good news for the Arizona Cardinals offense. Free matter for the blind. You guys think Buda will ask for another trade this offseason? No. Um, I think there's a, a good chance he's on the team next year. But I also think like Jalen Thompson's been better this year than Buda Baker has. So like, I don't think Buda Baker hasn't gotten that many opportunities. I think teams are not throwing his direction. Yeah, that's probably true. There's probably truth to that. Uh, I think they want to keep a strength of strength when they can afford it next year, roll those two guys out. If it's the last year for better or worse, but I, I mean, Buddha's bought in James Connors bought in. I mean, they're yeah. this team, they, this team knows going into the off season, if they make the right moves, they're going to be a playoff team next year. Ky- Kyler Murray's going to be their quarterback. They should be a playoff team in the NFC. That's it. I think, I think what, Obviously, it wasn't a great start with Buda Baker, you know, obviously requesting the, the trade in February and wanting to go and compete. The guy's been to the playoffs once in his career, right? Um, he, 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 he's that competitive, but this organization from Monty Austin Fort and Jonathan Gannon, they thought they knew who he was, but now that they've seen it on a daily basis, him being one of eight players, a finalist for the Art Rooney Sportsmanship Award, which is voted on by his peers is in players like, there's so much respect for Buda Baker, and I think that Monty and Jonathan Gannon have so much for him that he's at least – and I think he's got so much respect for JG. They're so like-minded that he wouldn't go back and say – he sees the direction of this organization. You can't tell me the Cardinals specifically or their defense isn't watching what's happening in Philadelphia. And it's just like, hey, our head coach did a pretty great job last year for a defense now that can't get off the field is one of the worst statistical defenses in the NFL in the last two months in Philadelphia with all that talent. I think the Cardinals, I disagree with anybody. I, I think Cardinals have overachieved this year defensively. I think, I think they've gotten way more than their talent would suggest. So, uh, and they're, they're going to need, they're going to have to be way better in coverage and get way more pressure on Brock Purdy than they did last time. I mean, Brock Purdy looked like Pete Kurt Warner, just cutting up defense like 20 for 21 or whatever. They shut down Mr. Trubisky and uh, Kenny Pickett. Can we, <laughs> can we just pretend it's that that again? They look pretty good against Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh is And so did New England. Yeah. Another two-win team. Does that diminish the Cardinals' win? Somebody asked me that. Uh, no. Yeah. Take your dubs. You take your well, dubs. When you I can. mean, they got a full game of, of Mitchell Trubisky. And not to say Kenny Pickett's some sort of world beater either, but – I mean, the Cardinals were winning that no matter who was at quarterback. Uh, no, because the, the Steelers were more at full strength against the Cardinals. And they, they were just, coming off their best offensive game yeah. of the year, too. They just fired Matt Canada. They had like 400 yards of offense. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun. We're going to have a blast. You should have a blast with us at Gila River. Can Resort. I say this, though? Yeah. If if it is like if the broadcast on – I'm going to be – I'm going to puke if it's like, oh, hometown kid from, you know, went to Perry High School. I'm going to tell you right now, this is exactly what it's going to be. You know, it's just going to be a slobber fest. And I'm not, I don't want to see that. I'd like to see the Cardinals sully it to an extent. Like, make it, make it a tough game. It's up to, legitimately, it's up to Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray can go out and outperform Brock Purdy, even in a loss. 
and and you, it, you could basically put that team on notice. Hey, motherfuckers! Like, we'll see you next. We'll see you next year. Give us an off season. We'll be caught up. Enough Geno Smith and an aging Matthew Stafford. Like Kyler Murray's got a real coaching staff now. We're gonna load him up potentially with a Hall of Fame receiver. We'll be back. Brock Brock Purdy. Come, I'm sick of this MVP Brock Purdy narrative. <laughs> Get that out of here. If you're a Niner fan in the chat. I need you to give me legitimate rationale right How now. How are they not just saying it's it's Christian McCaffrey? I mean, we why give it to him? Why I wouldn't have a problem with that at all. He's gonna be the fifth best why, player why is, on your offense. Here's something I don't understand either. It's like, and I know it, it's it'll never happen, but the the level that Trent Williams plays at, like he's been the best player in the league for so many years. And why don't they ever talk about an offensive line? And, and like I know they'll never give it to a player that kid, but he's been so dominant. Williams, Ayuk, Debo, McCaffrey, and Kittle are all abundantly better yeah. at what they do than Brock Purdy. You can't be the sixth best player on your offense and get MVP of the NFL. Come on. Like I suddenly think it, my my Dak Prescott take from about six weeks ago looks pretty good, <laughs> folks. How do you rake Dak Prescott that high in the NFC? Well, 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 the the some bitch might that? get MVP. Damon, Ooh. do we have those results of the NFC TV <laughs> ranking? I need apologies written by everybody here. You'll never get it. Nobody's ever going to know about somebody's Dak Prescott. What? Dak Prescott? Yeah. The MVP of the NFL. Whatever. It's boring, but it's part of my life just predicting things. (laughs) Johnny, what are you doing? The blowback was insane. They were coming at me on Twitter. Did you? He loves Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) No. He's having a great year. He's playing great. Can we admit that? I think Kyle Murray is going to be great next year. Blaine, Clark, uh, Blaine Clark, Clark saying 70% of ticket sales. It was 60 earlier, so maybe it's, it's gone up. Listen, 70% of even, ticket sales I'm are Niners. Even, I, I'm tuning that out. I'm saving you from that experience on Sunday, too. Gila River is going to be all Cardinal fans. It's a safe space. State Farm Stadium is a great place. It might not be a safe space for you as a Cardinal fan this Sunday with Niner fans in town. Come to Gila River Resorts and Casinos Wild Horse Pass. And by safe, I mean safe to get away from the Niners, not like safe for your well-being. What's uh, what's this? Johnny Fields has, what's it? Faux stats, but you have seen Kyler's stats the last two years. There's nothing wrong with having some humility. Kyler Murray went to the playoffs with Cliff Kingsbury as his head coach. Kyler Murray was the MVP of the NFL through like 10 games. Justin Fields has not won double-digit games in fucking three years in the NFL. What are we doing, guys? Come on. Like, you can you can be critical of Kyler Murray. I'm I'm here for that, and he's here for that. Justin Fields, come on. What are we what are we doing? Justin Fields hasn't won 10 games. He was drafted in 2021. It's 2023. Stop. Come on, Bajaro. Stop it. <laughs> Free matter for the blind Johnnies are cards fans. Uh but he's not overly delusional. LOL. Love you, Johnny. I mean, I, if you ask both today, I'm being delusional. I'm thinking the Cardinals have a shot. Field capers. <laughs> I like Justin Fields. Cappers? I thought it was going to work in Cappers. I thought Fields was going to work capping? in Chicago. Yeah, I, I, I think he's, I fun. he's electric. He's fun to watch. He's just not consistent. I don't think he can get enough of a throwing rhythm. To to consistently win football games. All right, We're, this show's going long today. I'm pull, I'm pulling up Justin Fields' um, statistics here historically. So Justin Fields, as a rookie, seven touchdowns, ten picks, could not win the job out of camp. Played in some of the games, not all of them. Kyler Murray started all seventeen games as a rookie, sixteen games. 
Last year in his breakout season, 17 touchdown passes, 11 picks. He's never thrown for 3,000 yards. This year, 13 touchdowns, six picks. He's he's got he's got potential. Nobody would argue that. You you do not pass on Caleb Williams and reset the quarterback clock to gamble on Justin Fields. That game against Minnesota that Blake mentioned or Blake that Bo mentioned, I'm going to tell you right now, if you're rolling the dice on a quarterback that goes in a in a prime time game, 27 of 37 for 217 yards, no touchdowns. And you and you win by kicking field goals. That's an embarrassment. You should be embarrassed. <laughs> Twelve to ten against Dobbs and whoever else. Dobbs, was that game. Dobbs, who was a turnover machine that day, four picks. The game against Detroit that everybody's like Fields is back. He's elite. He threw one touchdown pass and completed fifty-seven percent of his throws. Come on, Kyler Murray during their playoff year was beating the Seahawks and Pete Carroll in prime time, putting up like three or four touchdowns. Yeah. What are we doing? Can we not? Love this from Chase. You two represent my fandom perfectly. I have these arguments in my head all the time. Uh, Jessica, you two round each other out. What's Step Hen saying? Kyler's going to get better as long as he continues to be a leader. He has made strides in that area this year. I completely agree. I mean, <clears throat> I was talking to Howard and some of my colleague uh, peers there in, in the Cardinals press room, and there's a difference even just – when he's talking, doing his weekly uh, availability on Wednesdays. I mean, he's he seemed think something has clicked with Kyler. It, it, and I don't know if it was just a, a harsh reality of last year and all the changes that, uh, you know, the, the two guys that had hitched their wagon to him were certainly blo- were blown out. Uh, and then obviously the, the play on the field humbled him a little bit. But there's, there's a different Kyler. And also, you know, just the positivity that Jonathan Gannon puts on display Day in and day out, the consistency of that, I think it's resonating with his franchise quarterback. We are elevated in life professionally by good people. Like you're only as good as the people that surround you. Our podcast is only this good because of Damon Dog and the people that work on this show. Kyler Murray is being elevated by a competent head coaching staff. He's already a great prospect, good NFL player. Like he's being elevated by the professionalism of Jonathan Gannon and Drew Petzing and Nick Rollis and Monty Austin Ford. You think that was happening on your Cliff Kingsbury staff with Steve Kime lurching around for three, four years? No, of course not. Like you can only get to a certain point, even as an NFL quarterback, picking up something that, you know, is dead weight, so to speak. It's just, I mean, that's why what Joe Burrow has done has been fantastic. And we laud him here, Trevor Lawrence at times in Jacksonville, like Kyler Murray as a professional coaching staff, football operation behind him now. And we're, we're reaping the benefits of that. He is reaping the benefits of that. Like yeah. people can grow and evolve. And, and we're seeing that we're seeing the second act of Kyler Murray only really start to begin. Why would the Cardinals trade him away for pennies on the dollar when, when they're on the cups of re, and reaping the benefits of that in 2024? Yeah. It would be I mean, ridiculous. And, and going back and pointing to the NFC, right? I mean, you're, you're, you're putting your guy Dak on a on a pedestal, right? Because you're so proud of him, and you're the number one Dakota <laughs> Dakota Prescott fan. Now I want to end this show. I wish everywhere, this right? You're like that's your guy. But now, I mean, Kyler Murray like only has really one direction to go as far as his game under Drew Petzing, under Jonathan Gannon, right? As he acclimates more and more, um, and, and his statistics will probably follow suit. But and then you've got the landscape of the NFC. You got Jalen Hurts who's slumping right now. He's doing fall down drills at practice. 
He's literally doing a drill where he falls on the ground and he has to hold on to the football because he's had a tough, you know, ball security run here. It's like, I I don't think I've ever seen Kyler Murray have to do anything like that. No. So (laughs) Eddie's saying people can grow on the ball, but not fields. That's not what we're saying. You guys are going to make me hate Justin Fields now. Like I'm going to have to go in on Justin Fields every single post game show. We're going to have to a Justin Fields suck tracker, (laughs) you know, consistency on Sunday afternoon. I'll get right on it. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Damon. Just <laughs> people are going to be like, "Why is this relevant? What is it? What are you talking about?" Ky- Kyler Murray, at the end of the day, gives you the best chance to win in 2024, and you can parlay that each in the next couple of seasons. He's under contract. His contract's going to fall out of the top ten here pretty soon for quarterbacks. Pretty like in like next 18 months. Yeah, Trevor I, Lawrence I, will get paid. Yeah, like these these younger quarterbacks. CJ Stroud's going to get paid in like 18 months. Like it's going to happen. Guys are going to sign extensions. Card- if if you really want to know about Justin Fields, just just watch how the Bears navigate this offseason. What's their gonna, the decision going to make on his fifth-year option or if he even makes it that far? No. What was the <laughs> what was the discussion on Kyler Murray's fifth-year option? It was a foregone conclusion. They absolutely – I mean, it was a slam dunk. We, I don't think we even had to ask the question. Justin Fields right now is a runner first in my opinion, especially last year. Like, he's gotten better throwing the football, but when you think of him, you think of a dynamic runner, a dynamic athlete. What Kyler did, Murray, he did on the ground his- last season, and he's, he's not even close to it this year. I think he's about 400 no. yards. He had 1,100 yards rushing last right. season. I mean, and that's, that's what his, that's what his yeah. bread and butter was. Even in Kyler Murray's, like, most average seasons, you always think of him as somebody that can go off as a passer, as a thrower of the football, and yeah, he'll run around, but he runs to make plays in the pocket. He wants to throw the ball downfield. I mean, he was a, he was drafted in the top ten of baseball. He's got an elite arm, an elite arm. I like Justin Fields. I hope he has success. It's going to have to be elsewhere, though. They're, the Carolina Panthers are are not winning another game this year. You think the Chicago Bears are going to trade away the opportunity to reset a rookie clock with a blue chip quarterback when the quarterback that they have has gone over three in playoff bursts? No, they're not doing that. No, goodbye. Hello, goodbye. It's over. I, I love our friends at CHGO. I think it's what they're doing is admirable with the playoff push. And we'd be doing the same thing. They know deep down, like they're taking <laughs> Caleb Williams is going to be the quarterback of the Chicago Bears, or maybe like a 10% chance it's Drake May. Whatever the, the, the coach and maybe Ryan Pohl's preference is, that's the quarterback. One of these one of these two guys. And taking a wide receiver first overall. They DJ Moore is their number one receiver. What, you, Marvin Harrison Jr. with Justin Fields next year and DJ Moore, that team seven and ten, like nobody would be surprised if that happened. You start calling him uh, award-winning producer Damon Dog. Yeah, he wins all the awards. <laughs> Damon, who's uh, winning this game on Sunday? The Niners. <laughs> Get him off the show. The, car- the, the-, <laughs> the Cardinals covering. What's the spread again? Twelve. Yeah. yeah. Deep thought. Did you not Damon's do what? Damon's watched my dejected look on so many post game shows this year. <laughs> he knows I'm dead inside when I'm writing up when I'm writing up that rundown, and he knows when to when to come at me and when not. Listen, <laughs> we're gonna have our moral victory this weekend. It's the first time Damon and I have done a, a game together, a game day experience together, and we have not had to sweat out our dismal fantasy football teams in route to Waffle House. We're thankful that it's not going to be us and we can enjoy our friends and family at Gila River like God intended, like the football gods intended. (laughs) 
We're going to crack some cold ones. We're going to have some apps. We're going to watch Cardinal football for better or worse. And we're not going to sweat spending 24 hours and eating, you know, multiple vaccines at a Waffle House. (laughs) (laughs) Come join us at Gila River. Uh, Can't wait. It's going to be my... It's breaking my Ironman streak at the stadium, but uh, I didn't want to go there and endure the 70% Niners fans. That's disgusting at State Farm Stadium. Gross. Uh, what's not gross is becoming a diehard. GoPHNX.com. There were some feisty arguments, engagement in the Discord. Dare I say there was some Discord in the Discord today mm. with PHNX Cardinal Faithful. Join it now. No better time. Pick up a free hat and or shirt. Every single year, you are a diehard at gophnx.com. I'm going to tell you right now, the membership pays for itself. 20% off all future merchandise purchases. I think you get free shipping. You get money off on future events, access. We get golf seasons right around the corner. You know we're going to be doing some golf events. That's that's a staple of the off season mm-hmm. here at PHNX Sports, PHNX Cardinals. I'm going to tell you right now, if you get a diehard membership, take a screen capture, send it to Bowen Isle on Twitter. We will retweet it. No questions asked. Absolutely. Welcome you to the family. Uh, looking forward to that. Look for Johnny's Johnny on the spot tomorrow about sweet baby Trey McBride. It's going to drop. And of course, Howard Balzer's game preview at gophnx.com. Have a great Friday and Saturday. We will talk to you live from Gila River uh, Resort and Casino at Wild Horse Pass on Sunday. Can't wait. For Johnny and the award-winning producer, Damon Dog. I'm Bo Brock. Talk to you guys soon.